Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Where you are, would you lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and begin to magnify the Lord right now. Lord, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Jesus, go ahead, Brother Nehemiah. specifically for our churches. All of those tuning in from from the anchor of Cambridge and Pastor Crispin and his family, we welcome you tonight. We are so thankful that you are part of the anchor churches. For those tuning in from the anchor of Crooksville and Pastor Tony Richard and his family, we welcome you. Also under Pastor Tony Richard, the anchor of New Lex, we welcome you here today. The anchor in Coshocton, we welcome you right now. And Pastor Nutter and his family, we're so glad that you've tuned in tonight, excited about what God is doing in our churches. Of course, you just saw Pastor Gators representing all of those watching from McConnellsville and Gloucester. We're so thankful that you have tuned in today. We feel so blessed. Brother Castle's been going down ministering in Woodsfield. If any of those are connected, we're so glad that you are are with us tonight and you've joined by way of the web. I greet my family, Cindy and the kids that are at home. So thankful for my family. You've been outstanding. Thank you for your love and your prayers and uh, just how you serve, even behind the scenes, all of you. I'm thankful for you and I tell you right now, the Bible says there's no greater joy. I was watching a service earlier, Pastor Christman, and their service this morning and his children involved in the church. And 
And I, I'm just amazed at how well they did and, and worshiping God the way they were. And I thought while I was watching that, and I thought no greater joy than to know that your children walk in the truth. And one of the things that we are key on at the anchor is we are training up a generation to hold on to this divine faith. He said it when he told Timothy. He said it was, it was in your mother and in your grandmother. And he said, I'm persuaded that it's in you. Let me tell you something. We believe in this generation. We believe in our young people. We believe in our children that are coming up. They're not gonna wanna walk away when they're 18. You know why? Because an example right here, just like Lakin, prior to this in our practice, the Holy Ghost fell in here. Every team member, and there's just a, just a few of us here, got out from behind the computers, got out from behind the soundboard, got out behind and just began to worship, turn this altar into a magnificent prayer room again. And I come to tell you, God can move right where you are. I asked Sawyer one time, I said, Bub, I said, what do you think should happen to keep a young person, to keep you in church the rest of your life? He said, Dad, I'd probably stay in church the rest of my life if you had involved me. It was such wisdom from a 10-year-old at that time. I'm gonna tell you, nothing like worshiping God and having young people, even your children, loving God. Amen. I know many have tuned in. Make sure you take a moment, lay your hand upon your children's head today during this service, in the altar service, and pray because God is gonna move. Can I ask you before I jump into the word, what are you gonna do with that which God has given you? In the parable that he gave five talents and another he gave two talents and another he gave one talent. The master came back and he pretty much asked him, what have you done with what I've given you? God is giving us things, but he has expectations of what we do with those talents that he's given us. God expects us to multiply those. Amen. Let's stand for the reading of the word. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I guess one benefit not being in the house of God, you don't have to stand a long time during my altar calls. I'm the only one laughing because there's really not anybody here, but you know what I mean if you watch. If you, you know what I'm talking about. The book of Romans 1, I said 16, but verse 14 Let's look at what it says. He said, I, Paul said, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. He said, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He said, when I think of all that God's done for me, he said, I'm a debtor to those that need what God has given me. I'm a debtor. I am ready. I am ready. I'd like to preach to you for a few moments here tonight on divine appreciation. Divine appreciation. What are you going to do with that which God has given you? Lift your hands and love him. Oh, how we love you, Jesus. How we love you, God. Oh, how we praise your magnificent name. Lord, you've been good to us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You may be seated.
The old song says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Somebody shout it from your house. Hallelujah. Oh, shout it again. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Sing it with me. And all he has done for me. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. Put your hands together. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Yes, and all he has done for me. Oh, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Oh, praise God for saving me. Yes, oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. jump into his word tonight Paul understood that where God had brought him from there was moments in scripture when you study Paul that you will find that he would be as an apostle at moments speaking with great confidence he would even say that I am bold when I speak but yet there was this other part of Paul that every now and then it would slip from his fingers in his writing. And he would say, but yet I am the chief among sinners. He would write things like this, like when I would do good evil, when I would do good, evil is present with me. You find verses like that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering written nearly 16 books of the Bible, and yet there was this earnest passion in him to know Christ. He said, I would count everything as dung that I may win Christ. Paul had this appreciation in him for what God had done for him. He knew that God had saved him from his ways. You understand that he wasn't always the Apostle Paul. There were moments that he was Saul. He was Saul of Tarsus. He was Saul that went out and killed Christians, held the coat of Stephen when he was stoned. Paul talks about his story of conversion and how he became blinded by the light and the Lord spoke to him and changed his life and God opened up his eyes that he might see more than just vision, but he would see the truth. Paul writes this with this passion that bleeds from him. He said, I am a debtor to who? I'm a debtor to the Greeks. He said, I'm a debtor to the barbarians, meaning those that are not like him. He was saying this. He said, I'm a debtor to the wise and the unwise. He says, so as much as in me is what I have in here. 
He said, I am ready to do what? Preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. You have to understand that Paul was a Jew that was raised in Rome as a Roman citizen. And when he received what God gave him, he understood I am a debtor to take with me what God has given me and give it to the Roman people. That it's not good enough for me to have the knowledge because I have what I have in this truth he was saying this, I'm a debtor. I must share what God has done for me. If I had a cure of cancer, if I had the knowledge even now, a cure to COVID-19, and I knew what the solution was, I would be a debtor to those that are sick, that they would have the treatment they would need to be healed of cancer or COVID-19. I would become a debtor, why? Because I now have what somebody else is in need of. What are you doing with what God has given you? I was praying on Friday morning. God dealt with me in prayer. I was walking around the sanctuary as I do and walking around just praying for the anchor and praying for people and just praying. And I was walking around this side wall, this southern wall of our sanctuary and walking east in this sanctuary and as I was praying, the Lord dealt with me. A spirit of the Lord came upon me and the Lord said, I have given to my people. And he said, the reason I have given to my people is so they can give, so they can provide and so they can reach out and help. I want you to understand, let's stop here for a moment. God hasn't just given you to hoard. He hasn't just given you just to prosper you. God has given to you that gift he gave you comes with some element of strings attached. He has given to you to give. He has given it to you to provide. He has given it to you to reach out and help. It was not all just for you. It's like the concept of tithing. When God grants you any increase, he expects you to give a tithe back to him. That's all in the scripture. When he says in, in um, Malachi 3 and 8, 9 and 10, when you read that, he said, bring the tithe to the storehouse. Why? That there might be meat at my house. And test me, try me. If I will not open what? The windows, I want you to say windows. Windows of heaven. And will not pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. You've heard me teach it, you heard me preach it, but I'm gonna preach it again tonight. Blessing, if this is what you need, this is what he gives. God never gives just enough. Blessing is never just enough. Blessing is always more than enough. How about he took five loaves, two fishes, and he fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. Can you picture them sitting around on, out in that desert and, and they were set down, some estimate 19,000 would have been in that crowd. I, I don't know. I, I know there was 5,000 men plus women and the children. But what we do know, he took, he took a boy's lunchbox and... Uh, I had a Scooby-Doo lunchbox when I was a boy. I always picture that when I'm, when I'm reading that story. 
he took that little lad's lunchbox and he opened it and there was five loaves and two fishes. Just a loaf was about as thick as your hand. It was about that big around. A loaf, not like the loaf of bread we get. It was just, just, just a slice of bread, five of them and two fishes. He fed 5,000 men. He gave them this. He multiplied this. When they were done, everybody was sufficed. Their bellies were full. What happened? He told the disciples, he said, let no fragments remain. Don't let any of the blessing just be laid around. You gather it. And when they left, they had 12 baskets, what? Full. God was more than just feeding the hungry. He's teaching his people that when I bless you, it's gonna be more than you need. When you study the scripture, there's verses like this. He that giveth to the poor shall never lack. There's other verses like this. If you see your brother in need and you shut up your bowels of compassion toward them, how dwelleth the love of God in you? What he's saying to this, if you are my people and I have blessed you and you see a need, how can you go and not help somebody that is in need? That's what he's teaching us. And so he is teaching us that he will provide. Did you know in scripture that with the Jewish people, that when they were uh, in the law and when they would plant crops, did you know they re, re, were required to leave the corners of the fields? Why is that? Because Jesus said you will have the poor with you always. There will always be a need that we are to help provide for because you truly can't be blessed until you are giving to a need. There's always purpose. I want everybody to say the word purpose. There will always be purpose in his people to help people that cannot help themselves. The corners of the field were the welfare system that they had for the people that could not help themselves would be blessed by those that could help themselves and others. I want you to say it again, I am blessed. I am blessed. When you look at the scripture uh, about Matthew 25, and this is where God directed me to, God directed me to, uh, during, during prayer the other day, I, I told Cindy the other day, I said, it's amazing. Almost every word God's given me since all of this has been in those leaflets that came out of my Bible. Not just because I'm just reading that, but because in prayer he's given me things and I'll go and it ends up being that, that little piece of paper, those, those four pages that have come loose from the word of God here. But if you look at Matthew chapter 25, let's look at it. And it says in verse 35, Jesus teaches us. And he said, for I was hungry. I was hungry. And what? Ye gave me meat. I was thirsty and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger and ye took me in. I was naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and he came unto me. Verse 37 says, Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee? And he goes down the line and, and, and he responds. He said, When you, inasmuch, in verse 40, as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. You would read on. He said, If you do not do this, you will be cast into everlasting punishment. Now, ponder this for a moment. But he was saying that his people, his disciples, the church, we would say, that they are required 
by biblical commandment, which I just read, that you are to feed the hungry, you're to give drink to the thirsty, you're to give clothes to the unclothed or the naked, you are to give shelter to the stranger or people that are not like you. You, you provide, uh, that word stranger can actually even mean guest. You become hospitable to people that are different than you are. He said, I was sick and you what? You visited me. You know what I believe? I believe you gave comfort to the sick. And what did he say? He said, I was in prison and you came to me. You went to them. I believe you gave counsel. That's what I would believe from that. You would give them something. You came to them and you give them something. He said that it is required of you to take care of these six categories of needs. May I say to you that no pandemic is going to remove the blessing from us that we cannot take care of the things that he said we're gonna take care of. Remember this and say this, God has his own economy. God has his own economy. When we go through things, I've even said it before that when Ruth saw Naomi at her lowest point and she's gonna return to Bethlehem, Ruth saw Naomi at her lowest point and felt like she had more at her lowest point than she had ever had in her whole life as a Moabitess. I'm gonna tell you, God is a provider for his own people. And if God is requiring us as the body of Christ to take care of the hungry, the thirsty, the, the naked, the stranger, the sick, and also the prisoner, don't you think he's gonna provide to his people to provide for the need? He's not gonna stop providing for us. I don't believe the stimulus check that comes in is just something you, you set aside for some vacation. Uh, I, and, and I realize there's needs and that's what it's for. But I think there's more to when the stimulus check comes through than just the tithe. I think you ought to sit aside and buy some food and say, we're gonna set this aside to provide for somebody that might be in need. You ought to look at a possibility of helping an evangelist or a missionary or somebody that's dependent upon the church. What I'm telling you is when God gives you something, I realize I'm mentioning money just for a moment, it's not what I'm preaching about tonight, but God hasn't provided all of that. Evangelist Shane Burns came and preached. He said that God was gonna give us a season of blessing. I mean, no, we have been in that. There was prophecy over this church and we are living in it. He said that we would be living in abundance. We have. He said that we would wear that coat of blessing. Remember, when you talk about I am blessed, blessing is more than just this. Blessing is more than my necessary needs. God is gonna give to me so I can give to others. All of you young couples that are watching right now, you young adults that God's giving you great jobs. He's giving you a great family. He's giving you great things. Remember this. He didn't just give you the, the jobs that you have and, and the blessing he's given you just to have what everybody else has. There's more to purpose than the American dream. He has given to you to take care of people, to help the needs in our community. He really has. And if you will open your eyes and start reaching out, there are people right now desperate for God. They're desperate for help. They do not even know where to turn to, but how many know the church? We have the answer. Brother Kenny Jones preached a few, a few months ago on a Wednesday night. He preached Jesus is the answer. Would you clap your hands and say that right now? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. What are you gonna do 
with that which God has given you. Again, he told me, he said, I have given to my people. I'm telling you, this is a word for our church. He said, I have given to my people so they can give. I believe that's to take care of the things of the kingdom of God. He said, so they can provide. So they can provide for people that can't provide for themselves. But watch this one. He said, and I have given to them so they can reach out and help. It's amazing how many of us are so blessed in abundance. We have more than what we need. You know, I'm eating more. Sending the kids have cooked such amazing meals. I have eaten more. But I'm sure there's some families out there that, that they're wondering what they're gonna eat. There's some people out there, they're concerned about what about tomorrow. They, they have so much uncertainties. Not we as the church, we don't have that level of fear. We know who holds tomorrow because we know who holds our hand. Isn't that the truth? My brother used to sing that song in church, such a powerful song. But you know what? There are people that need what God has given us. Can I ask you, have you left any corners on your fields for the poor? Have you left any room in your, in your budget to help those that can't help themselves? Do you have a ministry that ministers more to than just your household? Or is everything that comes in your life, even through this camera from the pastor, only gonna help you, your spouse, and your children? I want you to know that knowledge comes with a debt. That the blessings of God come with the concept of Paul. I am a debtor. Lakin, I'll never forget hearing about a young boy. He, he was a pastor's son and they were raising money for Sheets for Christ, which is a ministry of the United Pentecostal Church in our youth division. And uh, they were having a giving service about going out and blessing the orphans and buying vehicles for missionaries. And they were talking about that. And this young man had just, uh, he, I think somewhere in mid-teenage years, and, and he, had, he had received recently a jet ski that was a, something he'd recently earned or he'd received. And he got so moved in that service, he ran up to the pulpit where his dad was the pastor. And he whispered in his dad's ear, and he said, Dad, I wanna, I wanna, give, I wanna give this jet ski to, to the cause of Sheets for Christ. When he said that, you know, I'm sure his dad looked at him and said, are you sure? He said, yeah. He said, sell it. He said, let's give it. And uh, when he did, he announced it. He announced it to the church. He said, my son has just given this jet ski for the cause of Sheets for Christ to propagate the gospel around the world. And, and uh, a, a man ran up there and, and he got that key. He said, I will buy it. He said, I'll pay for whatever it's worth. And he said, and he handed those keys to that boy to that jet ski. And he told him, he said, you can have it back. I'm buying it. I'm going to give it to Sheets for Christ, but I'm going to give you that jet ski back. Whoa, isn't that amazing? You know what that boy did? He handed the keys back to his dad. He said, sell it again. <laughs> isn't that amazing? That's the way the body of Christ is, is we are givers by divine nature. It's just in us to give. It's in us to give. It's in us. For God so loved the world that he gave. See, we were born again. We didn't just come into a church and follow some set of rules, get baptized, and hey, sign some church book out of, out of uh, just methodology and just go through the motions and say, hey, I'm a member of the church now and struggle through life trying to be what they say you're supposed to be. No, when you are converted, when you have been converted, there is this so overwhelming warmness of change and gratification that you say, I'm not what I used to be. Oh, I'm a new man now. There's such this divine appreciation. You want to help somebody. 
You want to tell somebody. You want to let somebody know. You want to post a video that says, this was my giant. This was what God has done for me. I just want to know, is there anybody that's watching right now that you can say, God's been good to me and I've got that divine appreciation that I've got to do something for somebody. Just to hoard it all, you become, you feel like you're going to explode inside. I've got to tell somebody. I, I've got to help somebody. I've got to call somebody. I've got to teach somebody. I'm telling you right now that that is upon me even while I'm preaching. I feel so grateful to be in this church. I feel so grateful to be here right now. Oh, just praise the Lord for a moment. Clap your hands and magnify God and give him praise for his word. Amen, amen, amen. He gives us a divine appreciation. He really does. Somebody gave me a gift the other day. I started crying. I was so thankful because they took time. Couldn't wait to preach out of that Bible that they gave me. There was this appreciation. You ever received a gift in your life that somebody gave you? Boy, you were just so grateful. You had to call and tell somebody. You, you were so thankful. You just wanted to give something back. You just wanted to do something. You know what? That's what I'm preaching about right now. Do you appreciate? Can I stop here for a moment and say, do you appreciate the things that God has given you? See, some people right now have the gift of prophecy, but you're hoarding it. Some of you watching right now have the ability musically but you're hoarding it because you've been so distracted by secularism. God has given many of you that are watching creativity, but it's been compressed by media and socialization. Oh yeah, just the constant streaming on the page. And uh, I realize you've been home and I'm not preaching against Facebook, I'm not preaching against social media, but the constant, you've, you've suppressed gifts that God has put in you. But the Lord said, I have given to them, why? So they can give, so they can provide and reach out and help. Who have you helped recently? Who have you provided for? What have you given recently? Who are you reaching out to? I'm gonna tell you, God, if he, if he saved your soul, you've got something to give. I was pondering just a few moments ago, Brother Nehemiah, I was pondering just a few moments ago uh, prior to the service, the Bible says that we are overcomers by the, by the blood of the lamb and by the what? Word of our testimony. If God has ever healed you, you're a debtor to everybody that needs a healing. If God has ever delivered you, you are a debtor to everybody that's in bondage. If God has ever saved you, you are a debtor to everybody that's unsaved. Wouldn't you agree with that, Brother Nehemiah? Amen. There's got to get a, something to hold of us that if he's ever blessed me financially, I'm a debtor to help somebody financially. If he's ever blessed me with some wisdom or revelation, I've got to help somebody that needs this. I'm a debtor to the wise and I'm a debtor to the unwise. There is a revival that's happening right now. There's an awakening that's stirring. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you this and I'm going to quit. But I was in prayer. When the Lord said reach out and when he showed me Matthew 25, how he would provide even in a pandemic, how he would provide for us. See, churches thrive even in affliction and chaos. Brother Christmas preached that great, great message about affliction. The Bible says the more they were afflicted, the more they multiplied. Even in the book of Acts church, the more affliction came against them, the greater the church grew. Even in moments like this, the church doesn't Weakened with time? My, 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 my. The church isn't weakened by a pandemic. The kingdom of God isn't controlled by the atmosphere of this world. 
No, this is the kingdom of God. And there's one king in this kingdom and his name is Jesus. Do you believe that? And God's going to take care of his people. All of you that's been living in fear, and you're, you're, you're doom and gloom and demise and worried. You need to jump up on your feet right now and say, everything's going to be all right. God's going to take care of us. And in the midst of it, there's going to be a great provision. There's going to be a great blessing that comes over all of us. Now, here's what I felt in Matthew 25 when I read that. I just felt like God quickened me and said, look up the word gave, gave me drink, gave me, gave me meat, gave clothes. Let's look at that word. Let's look at what it says. The word uh, gave in its origin, it actually means to bestow a gift, to grant, Sister Cammy, give to one, to give to one asking, to let have, to supply, to furnish necessary things, to give over, to deliver. Watch this. It means to reach out. Some of you have so much to give. I know we say give, you think money. But when I hear give, I think blessing. I think of wisdom and knowledge, the ability to teach, the ability to share. And uh, God has brought many of you through trials and situations don't let your tragedy be in vain. The thing that God brought you through, what you said, he brings us to it, he's gonna take us through it. Say it right now. If he brings us to it, he's gonna take us through it. When you come through the test, you come out with a testimony. And when he gives that, you've got this wealth of knowledge. God ever healed you or set you free and, and has, has forgiven you because and, uh, from an abortion that you had. Let me tell you something. Somebody else is gonna need some encouragement how they can be forgiven and set free. Whatever it is that God brought you out of, you now have a testimony that will build faith for others to come out of what God brought you through. What are you doing? What are you doing with what God has given you? And that word gave means reached out, to reach out. We as Christians so many times, if somebody asks, you know, I'll help, but if I, nobody asks, you know, I'm, a, I'm an introvert, I'm shy, I'm bashful, whatever it is, that excuse that we have. But he was saying that I have given to you so you can find someone in need. The nature of Christ, Brother Derek, if you'll come, the nature of Christ is this simple. He was moved by compassion and he went to where they were. God is using his church right now. You know why? To, to reach out to people. Don't wait on them to reach out to you. I think it's good that you share. I, I, I think it's great that you share your page. I, you share the service. There, there's so many people watching the services right now. And again, we welcome you for watching tonight. But God has given the church divine, divine appreciation for what he's done so we can help people. There are people right now, they don't know where to turn, but you do. They don't know what's going on, but you do. They don't, they, they don't know about tomorrow, but you do. And they're looking for a rock in a weary land. They're looking for the light in a dark place. If you will learn, God will lead you. He can lead you through social media to help people. He really can. If you're watching right now and you've been fearful, God's going to set you free of fear. You can direct message us. You can send a word in that says, hey, I, I, I need prayer. I need help. And people have been healed watching online. Different, 
different sicknesses. And I believe right now, God wants to minister to you. But right now, he's ministering to the church. He's telling the church, why don't you reach out to somebody? You got that list of Project 1000 we talked about. Have you called anybody on that list? Are you praying for anybody on that list? I went back and was looking at my list and I thought, man, this person's been watching service that hasn't been in church in years. People that we've been praying for that have reached out now. You know why? Because prayer changes things. I want you to hold your hand up like this. God has given to you, why? So you can give, so you can provide, so you can reach out and help. But he's waiting right now. God's waiting on you to reach out. How about the Good Samaritan? How about the Good Samaritan? He didn't have to go find help. Help came to him. Somebody called me today from prison asking for help. You know what? We're going to help them. If you're in this church and you know some people that have some needs, we want to help them. Reach out and help some people that you know are hurting and say, I want to help you. Store a little bit in your budget. Take time to pray for more than your family and your friends. Some people that maybe they're strangers, that, that maybe your personalities clash. They're, they're not like you, but yet they need God. Remember, God didn't call us to just reach people just like us. He said, I'm a debtor to the barbarian. You know what he was saying? Jesus said, I was a stranger, nothing like you, but you took me into your life. God is calling us to reach people. There are millions in North America that need a touch of God. There's people around the world that have never felt what we felt here tonight. I'm so glad we did. Some of you, some of you, the Lord's gonna hold accountable for what he gave you and you, and you buried it in the earth. You buried it in carnality. You buried it in secularism. You buried it just on materialistic things. And he came back in that parable and the man had five, he turned it to 10. The man had two, he turned it to four. The man that had one, he buried it. I'm gonna tell you, don't bury what God has given you. Would you take your hand and open your hand? That's what that word means, Gabe. It was an open hand. It was a reaching out. How can I help you? You've got your act together as a church. Don't become lethargical. Don't become mediocre. Don't let rigor mortis set in your spiritual body because you're not moving, you're not breathing spiritually. You just say, I have purpose now. I'm gonna close on this point. Paul was shut away from the body of people for a period of time. He was, he was imprisoned. Many of the epistles or the letters that he wrote in the New Testament, they were actually written from a jail cell. You know why? He could have never wrote all those things. He was surrounded by people, busy schedule, loud moments. But sometimes God has shut us away to find our purpose so we can hear clearly the things that are from God. He said, I have given to my people, and he's blessed you. I've given to my people so they can give. That's just what we do. This church has responded. My land still finding ways to give, whether through the website, giving, giving uh, online, planning center, church center, coming back, sending checks. You've given that way. He's called us to give to the kingdom and that's right. Every daughter work. If you're watching, you need to make sure you're taking care of your church. Make sure you're taking care of your pastor. You need to make sure that, that you're blessing them and caring for them and reaching out to them. And Man, I was so blessed earlier. Had uh, 
Sister Danielle and Joe Lynn and Gabriel and Lorelai text us and said, we're going to drive by. Boy, they come by. It was so good to see the saints, saints of God just drive by. Amen. The other day, the, the Barton family drove by. Man, we miss you guys. Thank you for people that you are carrying, those daughter works that you're reaching out and you're praying for. We don't want to sit idle at this time. No, no, no. No, we respond. Give and bless the kingdom. But you know what? Now it's time to provide for some people that can't provide for themselves. Find that. What are you going to do next? You're going to reach out. And if you will do that, you're going to find abundance flowing through you. More than just stuff in your life, you're going to find the peace of God. You're going to find the fulfillment of joy. There's nothing more joyful really than giving and helping people that cannot help you back. I want you to do that. I want you to lift your hands right now and say, God, you have called us, called us to give. Lord, you have called us to provide. And God, you have called us to reach out and help people. Lord, we as the anchor body, we could do better helping people in need. We could become better helping our community. We could become better helping the children of our community, the teenagers of our community, the senior citizens of our community. God, we can share time with people getting out of incarceration, people coming out of sickness, coming out of the hospital, people, Lord, God, that are grieving, Lord, we can help people in so many ways, but God, let us find what you've called us to do. What are we gonna do with that which you've given us? Come on, I want you to make a covenant with God. He said, I want you to give, I want you to provide, I want you to reach out. Are you giving? Are you providing? Are you reaching out to anybody? Come on, there's a way. There's a way. God's going to speak to you. Get up in the morning and pray your day to pass. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this day as you grant it, O oh God. For today, I'm going to walk in your will. I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life. If you're watching right now and you say, I'm not saved. I don't know the Lord. I, 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 I'm not where I need to be. You can talk to God right now the way you talk to me. God, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry, God, for my sins. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. Oh, Lord, I don't want to be a sinner. You can pray simple prayer. And oh, God, I'm going to tell you, I don't know anything but genuine. Just say, God, it's me. I need you, God. I want you to change my life. I don't want to be a sinner anymore. Oh, come on. You don't want to. You don't want to be a hoarder in either of the things that God's given you, saying of God, to the Lord. I don't want to hold it all to myself. I want to bless somebody. I'm going to get involved with outreach. I'm going to get involved with helping somebody. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, this is a word for this church. Take a moment. And I want you to say, God, what would you have me to do? Go ahead and let's sing tonight. Hallelujah. God, you called me to help the widow and the fatherless. Lord, you called us to help those that do not know you. We are debtors because of what you've done for us. Oh, Jesus. Oh, learn to teach the gospel to somebody that doesn't know the gospel. Oh, all you teachers that's listening right now, teach the gospel. Learn to teach the gospel. You can teach literature. You can teach arithmetic, history. You can teach the gospel. Come on, men of your managers on your job. You've got training to do what you 
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.